0: Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Thursday, June 16th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Nicoletta Papavasilakis. And I'm Madison Colombo. Coming up, we'll have some features from reporters, but let's get it started now with the headlines. The nationwide baby formula shortage may see further complications.
1: Yeah, Nicoletta, Abbott's baby formula plant in Michigan was hit hard by severe storms earlier this week. It forced the factory to close to repair damages and to sanitize. Before this,
0: the same plant had been closed since February due to contamination issues.
1: Abbott's baby formula plant makes up nearly half of the nation's supply, and that Michigan plant has historically produced about 25 percent of that, so reopening the factory would have been a big move in relieving the
0: shortage. But Abbott anticipates that they have enough supply to stock the shelves until they are cleared to resume production.
1: Well, Nicoletta, this next story has been buzzing around the
0: city. That's for sure. The New York City Health Department is dropping larvicide from
1: helicopters to stop mosquitoes this summer. After the record-breaking quantities of mosquito-borne illnesses last year, the city is trying to take preventative measures by curbing the mosquito population and breeding early.
0: (laughs) That's good news because mosquitoes really bug me. The larvicide will be dropping in marshy parks with four in the Bronx, two in Brooklyn, and one in the remaining boroughs. Revlon is in need of a major makeover to keep their company
1: afloat. After 90 years, the New York-based cosmetics company just filed for bankruptcy protection. They blame overwhelming debt, the high cost of ingredients, and production complications.
0: They also say the pandemic had an impact. With people wearing face masks, their lipstick
1: products remained on drugstore shelves. But CEO Deborah Perelman is hopeful that once more people start going out, Revlon sales will be back. Now, Nicoletta, what are some of your favorite New York City parades? I'd have to say the Thanksgiving one is pretty good. Well I know one parade that's making some major waves. This week I got to speak with the producer of this year's Coney Island Mermaid Parade. If you happen to be walking by Coney Island and see merfolk appear, make sure not to clam up. They're probably from Coney Island's 40th annual Mermaid Parade. For many, the summer season doesn't begin until parade goers march down Surf Avenue adorned in seaweed and shells. Adam Rin, the artistic director of Coney Island USA, and the Fantastic Parade is a longtime participant.
2: You know, again, what used to be just sort of a a folky honky tonk parade has really grown into the nation's largest art parade. You know, I, I remember stumbling across this as a kid, like a teenager or something, And said, what what is this? This is the mo- this is the most insane thing I've ever seen. It's these these you know pirates and 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 mermaids and neptunes marching downstream marching up on the boardwalk when is this going to happen again and, You know, it was sort of like you know the fisherman literally got the hook in me
1: the mermaid parade began in 1983 to celebrate the summer solstice while also fostering community pride in artistic expression and that it has growing to include hundreds of thousands of attendees every year Rin says after being canceled for the last two years, people are exploding with creative potential.
2: We know that all of the participants have had two years to plan. They've got this pent up creativity that they've been storing up. And I really think that it's like at a boiling point now, you know, and at that parade on June 18th, this creativity is going to explode. I mean, you're, I, I have a feeling we're going to see things that we have never seen in the last 40 years because people, are, people need to do this.
1: The parade was inspired by Mardi Gras, but the theme is because of the street names that surround Coney Island, such as Mermaid Avenue and Neptune Avenue. While Coney Island USA organizes the event, it's the people who run the show.
2: It's a participant-driven parade, so it's really the people of the city and beyond who are the creative ones behind the costuming and the floats and the music and everything that they bring to this parade.
1: The parade will also crown a Queen Mermaid and King Neptune, which are usually notable New York figures such as politicians, filmmakers, or community leaders. Since its creation, the Mermaid Parade has continuously been a staple of the New York community and beyond, bringing together a group of dedicated artists and dreamers.
2: Oh, well, I mean, anyone who's watching this parade is going to see the biggest and best spectacle over the last 40 years. I, I, I promise you that. The Mermaid Parade is the best day in Coney Island, period. I can I can stop right there.
1: You can swim by the Mermaid Parade June 18th at Coney Island. And check our website, wfuvnews.org, for more information. I'm Madison Colombo, WFUV News.
0: For the FubFocus Spotlight, Robin Shannon interviews WFUV hosts about musical events, interviews, and other activities the music department is focusing on. Today, she talks with DJ Alisa Ali about her New York Slice daily feature. Every week,
3: I sit down with a member of WFUV to highlight a musical event, compelling interview, or other activity the music department is talking about. Today, our FUV Focus Spotlight shines on New York Slice. I'm here with host Alisa Ali. Alisa, describe what New York Slice is for those who may not know.
4: Well, thank you very much for asking me, Robin. New York Slice is a local music feature, and we play songs from all genres by bands in the Tri-State area.
3: So how did you come up with the idea for New York Slice?
4: Well, honestly, I came up with this idea because I've watched so many of my friends and bands struggle to make headway in the music industry. And it's especially hard for artists here in New York because there are so many big acts that come through here that our local musicians often get overshadowed. I mean, how is a band like Space Fight or Family Dinner going to compete against Harry Styles? It's rough out there, you know. So this is my way of just leveling the playing field just a little bit and, you know, giving some encouragement to our local artists to just keep going. And it may not be much, but a little airplay can really put the wind back into a musician's sails. So which three New York Slice artists should we be listening to this week? Well, I'd like to introduce you to a hot band called Freezing Cold. They're an indie rock band from the Bronx and Brooklyn. I played them this week on The Slice, and they've got some gigs coming up next month, and I highly suggest that you check them out. Going to see live music is a great way to support local bands, so that's Freezing Cold. I also really like a band called the Women's National Hockey League. Now. Don't expect any of them to be actual (laughs) hockey players. None of them play hockey, but that's a cool name, right? Yeah, totally. They describe themselves as, quote, post-mom rock, which, of course, immediately intrigued me. We hear so much about dad rock, but I feel like mom rock doesn't get talked about enough. They're great. I also would encourage you to check out a singer-songwriter named Denisha from the Hudson Valley. She has a silky, smooth voice, and her music is a mix of country, rock, and it's got a lot of soul.
3: So I'm sure being heard on FUV is really exciting for these musicians, uh, Alisa. But how else are you promoting their music?
4: Well, I post about them on Instagram and Twitter on both my personal accounts and on WFUV's account. And we keep a running playlist on Spotify of all of our New York Slices. And we also post about them on our website at WFUV.org. So do you think we might get a New York Slice mini music concert or festival sometime in the future? It's funny you should say that because this is something that I've actually been working on. What I'd love to do is partner with a local venue that we could do like a monthly showcase of our New York Slice artists. So
3: tell me again where our listeners can find a full list of New York Slice artists and
4: bands. You can find out all about our New York Slice artists at WFUV.org nyslice Thanks, Elisa Ali. Thank you.
1: Now we have Ryan Gregware with WFUV Sports.
5: Kicking things off in the world of sports, we have some FIFA World Cup news. Tonight at 5 o'clock, FIFA will announce the host cities for the 2026 World Cup that will take place in North America. At the moment, there are 22 city candidates up for grabs with most residing in the major cities. This includes New York, Boston, Dallas, Los Angeles, and many more from across the country. The announcement will be made live in New York City on FIFA's website and on their Twitter. For more U.S. sports news, the NBA Finals Pivotal Game 6 commences tonight. The Golden State Warriors currently hold a 3-2 series lead and have a chance to win their 4th championship in the last 8 years with a win. While the series shifts back to Boston, interesting storylines to look out for will be how the crowd treats Draymond Green. The Warriors forward has experienced a myriad of boos due to his physical play throughout the series. It got so bad in Boston last timeout that his own teammate Klay Thompson voiced his displeasure with the crowd following the game. Draymond's wife even took to Instagram to talk about the vulgar language her kids had to hear while they cheered on their dad. Despite all the pushback, Draymond has been ready to embrace the language and stated he feels the same way towards the Boston faithful. Finally, in the world of hockey, as Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Finals commenced last night with the Avalanche winning an all-time classic 4-3 in overtime. After battling back from a 2-0 deficit, the Lightning were not able to steal Game 1 on the road. However, In much bigger news, the NHL announced that this year's Stanley Cup will not go to the players residing in Russia. The deputy commissioner announced that this is due to the ongoing Russian war with Ukraine and the United States' stance on it. Every year, each player on the roster from the championship team gets to occupy the one and only Stanley Cup by themselves, but this will not be the case this year. There are two players on the Lightning and one on the Avalanche who will be affected by this decision. Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly did, however, confirm that Russian players will be eligible for next year's draft, unlike in many other sports leagues. With WFUV Sports, I'm Ryan Gregware.
0: Thanks, Ryan. Tonight, Phoebe Bridgers and Muna are playing at Forest Hills Stadium. FUV is broadcasting the concert starting at 6 p.m. with host Elisa Ali on 90.7 or our website, WFUV.org. Are you going to the concert? If so, you can stop by the WFUV Clubhouse at Portal 4
1: to snag some swag. I heard Phoebe Bridgers is bringing on an extra special guest to her performance. Well, that's our show for today. I'm Madison Colombo. I'm Nicoletta
0: Papavasilakis. Check back with us tomorrow for more news, music, culture and sports.
1: And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org or wherever you get your podcasts.